are live, live, and we are live, and we are live. Hey y'all, good morning, and we are live. We are live. <laughs> I'm on one this morning. We are live. Do me a favor if um, you've jumped on with us. Do me a favor. Go and share it. Send it to somebody else. Um, let somebody else see it. Let somebody else be a part of it. <laughs> I'm sharing right now, and then we're going to get started. That's what I'm doing. And we are live. Good morning. And we are live. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we are live. Um, we are live. Putting it in all the spaces. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Kirby. Good morning. Hey, Masa. Hey, Kedra. Hey, Edie. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Cherie. Hey, Joyce. Hello. Oh, 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 I need to switch something up. Oh, 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 I need to change that too. Thank y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my goodness. How y'all doing this morning? Welcome into this place. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, beautiful. Okay, I think I've done all my shares. Oh, let me go. One more. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There we go. I am shared. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. 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 I am up. I am at it. I am here. And I hope you will be too. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Auntie. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. Welcome. 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 Have you shared? Come on, y'all. Let's get it. Oh, I dropped something I need to. Have you come on? Good morning. Welcome, y'all. Welcome. Let me see if I can get it. I got it. Thank y'all. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Invite somebody in and let's get started. Oh my God. I have so many notes, y'all. Oh my God. I have so many notes. Oh my God. <laughs> come on. Woo! Come on, come on, come on, come on. Welcome, come on. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Hey, y'all, hey. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm Lakeisha M. Johnson, AKA LMJ, is what my friends call me, and you're my friend. So um, call me LMJ. Um, 
I see that prayer request. Um, Michelle, Teresa, will lift your friend up this morning. Um, we come on. Lately, um, we are talking and discussing wisdom. Wisdom is so important. Like wisdom is so important. So let's make a, a confession. Let's say this. Um, um, I don't want to be wise in my own eyes. Can we make that statement this morning? I, I don't want to be wise in my own eyes. Like I refuse to be wise in my own eyes because what I've learned is wisdom in my own eyes usually costs me something. Right. I don't want to be. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got a new bestie. Hey, bestie. Um, I don't want to be wise in my own eyes, like wisdom in my own eyes will always cost me something. So let's make that our statement this morning. I don't want to be wise in my own eyes. And God has had us on such a journey of learning wisdom. This week, we've been learning that we need wise friends. Like you need some wise friends. You need some folks that will usher you position you in position in the face of the Lord. Like you need that. Um, you need that. Like you, you got, and you, yeah, you got to refuse that. You got to make a decision. You know what? I'm not going to tap into my own wisdom. Right. And I had wrote in my notes when I started studying out wisdom, right. Um, we were we were meditating or we've been meditating James one and five and we've been claiming wisdom. We talked about at the beginning of the scripture how lack is a deficit of some kind. Woo! Oh, my God. When I start thinking from a position or a place that I lack wisdom, it means I'm in deficit. Right. And often, come on, Holy Spirit, come on in this thing. I'm going to pray for us in just a minute, but I, I tend to let the Holy Spirit lead this thing. Um when I think of in terms of deficit, right? It, for me, that means there's holes in something. Woo! And when I think of some terms of holes in something, then I think from the capacity that I have that I can leak out, right? I can leak out or something can seep out or something can leak out. So when he was talking to them in James 1 and 5, and he was like, for you lacking wisdom, right? Um, it's a deficit. It's a shortfall. It's a shortage. It's a scarcity, right? Oh my God. So when I don't have the wisdom of the Lord or my eyes are not open, y'all, then I'm probably lacking wisdom um, that can only really come from God, that only really needs to come from God. Now we talked about wise counsel. I'm not saying you can't get wise counsel, right? Thank you, Josiah. I love you so much. Um, uh, we not, I'm not talking about wise counsel. You can get wisdom from wise counsel, but we are learning how to receive the wisdom of the Lord for our lives, because if we don't have his type of wisdom in our lives, then we'll operate from a place of deficit. Here's what I know to be true. When you operate from a place of deficit, you start making stuff up. I'm sorry. We just start making stuff up. We just start creating rationales in our own heads. And when um, you have had ongoing situations in your life, it is so easy to justify that the, the choices and the decisions that I'm making are of the Lord, especially when I've been in repeat patterns and all of this other stuff, right? So I'm just being honest. When we are in a deficit, when there is scarcity, um, then we tend to start making stuff up. <laughs> We start going with what we're comfortable with. 
We will operate in rhythms and patterns um, that justify our own means of how we want to do things. And so um, we are trying to gain wisdom. So this morning I'm praying for, we talked about this, I'm praying for our eyes to be open. We need God's wisdom above everything else. We got to learn how to trust God's wisdom more. This is so hard. This is so hard if someone never, ever, ever, ever taught you to really lean into the wisdom of God. This is so hard if you don't, <coughs> excuse me, if you don't understand that the point of the <coughs> Holy Spirit, once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the point of the Holy Spirit No, what got in my throat? The whole point of the Holy Spirit <coughs> is to be comforter, to be teacher, to be strength, to be advocate, right? For those of you that are new to understanding how in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit works in our life, it's not some mystical thing, right? So Jesus, when Jesus was leaving, the disciples were so sad. I'm just going to break it down for you like that. Like the Jesus, when Jesus was leaving, the disciples were so sad. And when the disciples were so sad, he was like, look, I'm paraphrasing for some of y'all who don't, ain't never been here with my teacher. He said, look, let me tell you something. I'm getting ready to send something to you that's going to help you. I'm sending you a comforter. I'm sending you a strength. I'm sending you an advocate. I'm sending you a teacher, one that's going to um, teach you all things and help you remember everything that I said, right? So once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is in you. Um, you, you, you don't have to try to create this mystical thing. The Holy Spirit is in you. But what you got to do, somebody say, what I got to do, what you got to do is you got to start learning how to lean into the Holy Spirit versus leaning into yourself. Well, come on, I feel the fire of God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord. Who are you to put your trust in? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord, not trust in Lakeisha, right? And for a long time, I was wise in my own eyes because faith, faith without rails, um, faith without knowing where you're going next is really, really scary, right? And so to learn to trust in the Lord, like to learn to trust in the Lord um, is has to be built in repetitive patterns, have to be built in momentum, has to come from understanding. Remember 1 Corinthians 2.14 tells us that your flesh won't get this. Your flesh is not going to get faith like your flesh is not going to get faith. So um, this morning, I'm going to talk to you about three things. Right. And then we're going to pray for the Lord to open our eyes. I'm going to talk to you about three things that could potentially hinder you from walking in the wisdom of the Lord. Wisdom of the Lord requires you to be bold. Right. Woo! The Lord will give you specific insight. For a situation when my late husband went to be with the Lord and I started parenting. If you don't know, I have five sons. I have five grandsons. Um, I had a nonprofit. I was an instructor at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Like I had all these things. And one of the things that the, my boys talked about missing all the time was like we miss we miss daddy's wisdom. Like we miss daddy's wisdom. And so then one of the things that I began to pray was, Lord, give me wisdom for my sons. Ooh! Give me wisdom. Like give me wisdom. Remember when Solomon 
when the Lord was like telling Solomon, you can ask me for absolutely anything you want, what you want, ask me for. And Solomon was like, I need wisdom. That's a principle. Wisdom is a principle thing, right? Wisdom is a principle thing. And remember, we talked about wisdom is not just information. It's not just knowing stuff. It's not just uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Wisdom comes with revelation and I walk in it, right? So, so often my prayers, Lord, give me wisdom for this day. Lord, give me wisdom for the devotional. Lord, give me wisdom for my household. Lord, give me the wisdom to run this ministry. I have learned over time that my trust in the Lord has got to be greater than my comfort. Come on, come on. My trust, can you put that in your notes? My trust in the Lord has got to be greater than my comfort. (laughs) Like my trust in the Lord, come on, come on, Shan. My trust in the Lord got to be greater than my comfort. My God, that's 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 part of the problem when we're struggling with getting wisdom from the Lord is because often when God gives us wisdom, my God, it feels uncomfortable, right? I'm in a stay put season. I'm just being honest, like stay right where you are. And it and it feels like it's not producing anything for me. I'm just going to be honest. It just seems like, Lord, I, I don't understand what you're doing. But these are the things that he has told me to focus on. Like these are the things that he has told, told, told me to focus on. And he has told me don't operate outside of that. Right. And I'm innovative and I'm creative and I got all these ideas and I got all this, this stuff that I want to do. And I got all this stuff flowing out of me. And the Lord is like, I need you to stay right in this pocket. I need you to stay right here in this pocket. I don't need you outside this pocket. So guess what it's doing? It's requiring me to trust him. And it's so funny because we get on Bible study last night and I am looking like I'm like, Lord, and I heard it twice yesterday. I'm like, Lord, I need some clarity about what's going on. What do you need me to do? Boom, 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 boom. And I go and I talk to a very good friend of mine and he's sharing with me what he feels. And then last night on Bible study, they just got up and really talked about staying in the holding pattern. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I got to stay in the the holding pattern, right? I got to stay in the holding pattern. So God will give you insight. God will give you enlightenment. um, And you don't have to theorize. My God, for us over brainiacs, for y'all who think so deep, for those of us that are so serious, you do not theorize what God is doing. We will make stuff up. Come on, y'all. My God. Because it's so uncomfortable, right? And because people always want explanations. The other night I was somewhere and a lady asked me, she said, what do you, like, what do, you do? I said, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> like, that's all I wanted to tell her. She was like, what does that mean? A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Like, I, I didn't want to get into all the descriptions of what I had going on. She said, well, I think somebody told me. And I said, why well, podcast? And she was like, you got your own business? I said, I do. And I do ministry. I was just trying to say like, a little bit, again, just a little bit, because I know I'm in a holding pattern, right? I know I'm in a holding pattern. I know I'm in a position or a place right now that I really can't explain what's going on. Come on now. But God has such a wisdom that he has told me to stay in position. Remember, education gives you information and facts, but wisdom gives you principles solutions and answers. Come on. Wisdom gives me principles, solutions, and answers. You got to put that in your notes. If you didn't have it last time, wisdom from God's going to give me principles, solutions, and answers, right? So 
It's a command for us to go to God for wisdom. And most of us have never been, never been taught from the place that it's a command. Like God is looking. Come on, write that down. God is looking for me to come to him for wisdom. You do not have to be all willy-nilly, all aloof, all over the place for your marriage. You ain't got to be all over. There's wisdom in the word of God for your marriage. There's wisdom in the Holy Spirit. You ain't got to be all over the place with your kids. God was giving me something about my sons today. Um, and he was just giving me, he gave me a particular word. And I said, okay, how do I handle this? And he was like, pray. Like he gave me two instructions, pray. And then you stay in position and place. And you're not even going to have to worry that he didn't give me the wisdom so that I could turn. He didn't give me what he gave me so that I could turn it to worry. He gave me what I, he gave me so that he could give me a strategy to go with it. If the Lord reveals anything to you, he has always got a strategy for what needs to happen next. But many of us, come on, operate outside kind of the algorithm of God. Like we have our own cadence. We have our own cadence. And because we have our own cadence, sometimes getting in the rhythm of God is so difficult, so hard. So remember, wisdom gives you principles, solutions, and answers. Wisdom gives us. And often his wisdom is going to be contrary to our flesh. It's going to be contrary to our comfort. It's going to be contrary to what we are supposed to have. Um, it's going to work, work outside our emotions. Come on. Wisdom works outside my emotions. We are the most emotional society right now. Some of it, I think, because of COVID. Some of it, I think, because of the crisis. And so a lot of how we respond to life is through emotions. But here's what you need to know about emotions. Emotions are only indicators that something is going on. So if you are angry, angry is secondary to really what's going on with you. Oh my God. If you are worried, worry, come on, Holy Spirit. Worry is secondary to what's going on with you. If you are fear, if you are fearful, fearful is secondary to what's going on with you. So you have to learn that when your emotions are responding, come on y'all, to a circumstance or a situation, right? Then, then it's only secondary to what's going on with me. But Pastor Mary Davis says, wisdom is the application of the knowledge or application of the information that you have, right? So one of the things that I wrote today was, um, the relationship with God is what determines the wisdom. Woo! My God, the relationship with God, the relationship with God is what determines the wisdom, right? Because wisdom from God requires, come on, my God, wisdom from God requires a proximity, um, requires a trust. The relationship with God is what's going to determine the wisdom. Remember when he was telling Moses, he was like, I speak face to face with you. So my relationship with God is going to determine the wisdom. And for me to walk in the particular type of the wisdom that I need, then I'm going to have to want God more. Oh, I got a drink on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to want God more. I'm, I'm going to have to want God more then I want my way. Oh, come on. 
I'm going to have to want God more than I want my way. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to want God more than I want my way. I'm going to have to want him more because there again, he knows what's very best for me, right? I'm going to want, I'm going to have to want God more than I want my way. I'm going to have to want the relationship with God more than I want what I desire. I'm going to have to, remember I just said I was in a hold, I felt like I was in a holding pattern. I'm going to have to want God more than what's next, right? Because when you in a, they, the word they used last night was spot. And I was like, this is my, my story right now. They're talking to me right now, right? When you are in a holding pattern and you have potential to maybe see or understand or get what's coming next, what you will not do is you will not stay in the position you're in because it's, it's uncomfortable, right? For me right now, it seems unproductive. Right. So I had to begin to ask the Lord to open my eyes to see, to show me where I am right now in relationship with him. You just in a holding pattern to what comes next. So when I'm in a holding pattern, when you're in a holding pattern, it kind of brings unsurety. Um, it'll kind of make you unrestful. Um, your emotions will start to rise. You have to be careful of what you're looking at. Because if it looks like somebody else, that's why we stay away from comparison. That's why I tell we talk about minimizing our time on social media all the time, right? We have to be careful of what we're looking at that somebody else is doing, especially if they're getting the house, especially if they're getting the car, especially if they're getting the husband, especially if it looks like they're getting the, the money, the resources, especially if it looks like what they're doing may be proven to be more effective and popular than you. When you are in a holding pattern you when when you don't know what's next when it seems like it's not moving or not working when you are in a holding pattern and they taught us last night they were like this is a sacred spot right and i was like lord i needed this wisdom like i've been praying for wisdom and i get on the bible study and i'm like here is the wisdom i need you are not stuck like god has not left you you are in a particular spot and last night the word was released that this is like a holy spot, right? This is a holy spot. And so when you are in a holding pattern, when it looks like there's no momentum, when it looks like you're not making moves or breaking ground or shaking, then guess what? You got to want God more. I'm going to go home. Y'all got to, y'all get me too excited. You have to want God more. Woo! Come on. I have to want God more than I want my way. That takes maturity and that takes strength. <laughs> remember when Paul was saying, um, remember when Paul was asking, you know, he played with the Lord three times. I played with the Lord three times. We talk about this script about scripture about his grace all the time. He's like, I played with the Lord three times and asked him to remove it. And, and he did not remove whatever the thorn was in his side. Like they've been debates, there's been arguments. If it was something really physical, if it was a demon tormenting him, whatever it is, he's like, I play with the Lord. And the Lord said, Simply, my grace is sufficiency. This is when you learn how to receive the grace. You got to put that in your notes today. I have to learn how to receive the grace when I don't know what's coming next. I have to learn how to receive. This takes spiritual maturity. <laughs> this takes spiritual maturity. Because here's what I know to be true as well. When you are in a holding pattern and you don't have necessarily the instructions for what's next, it will be catastrophic. <laughs> it will be catastrophic for you to get out of position. There is, 
There is absolutely nothing wrong with waiting. Um, Esther was waiting a whole year before she got into front of the king. And what she was doing when she was waiting, she was being prepared. Woo! My God. My God. There is nothing. There is nothing. So in this process, right? I think it's 2 Corinthians where you receive the grace. Somebody find that scripture and post it. Like I have to learn how to receive the grace in my holding patterns. I have to learn to have godly insight and eyesight when I don't know what's next. And unfortunately, we live in a society where microwaves, now I'm going to tell you something, I don't like my food cooked in the microwave. And if I'm doing it, it's because I'm trying to rush to what's next. We live in a society that has taught us to get to what's next. Ah! When where I am, come on now, when where I am may be exactly where I need to be. Woo, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Where where I am, so the instructions that came from the man and woman of God was, you need to pray and ask the Lord for what you need to do in this season, right? And I'm like, they are all in my business, right? Proverbs 3, 3, 13 through 15, wisdom is the most valuable thing that you can have. Wisdom is the most valuable thing you have. And even when you think you got it, even when you think you know, for those of us that love to know everything and think we know everything and think we got God in some grasp and some concept, when you think you know, guess what you need to do? You need to seek him more. Ah, come on. You need to seek it more. You need to seek it more. You need to seek it more. Isaiah 58 and 11. The Lord will guide you always. Come on. Put that in your notes and your comments. The Lord will guide you always. Come on. The Lord will guide you always. So if I don't have wisdom, it's because I'm not seeking it. He's a good father. He's not going to not supply what I need. Well, LMJ, what if he's silent? When I'm asking, then you be more quiet. You be more quiet and you sit down and you sit still and stop trying to explain your holding pattern to others. <laughs> they may not get it. They may not understand it. It may not, it, it may not make sense. It's okay. Stop trying to professional up. Stop trying to seem like you're going someplace. Stop trying to um, seem like your vision is so big, like get out of the process. Come on, y'all, of trying to explain what needs to happen next to others. If we will come on, if we will ever get out of trying to prove our importance, trying to prove we got value, trying to, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I, I don't know is still an answer. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's in it. I don't, I don't, I don't. I just know that right where I am right now is right where I'm supposed to be. That's all I can tell you. Cannot tell you what's supposed to happen next. Can't tell. I don't even have a vision board. I didn't even have a vision board this year because the Lord told me to put the vision board down so that he could restructure my priorities from me trying to seem important to me leaning and me leaning in my own understanding to me coming into a position and a place where I really learned to lean and trust. My vision board was keeping me committed. See, we'll run out with stuff sometimes, 
my vision, my vision board will keep me committed to a process that's old. My vision board will keep me committed to something that's not even um, necessary in the next part of my life, right? So I don't know what's happening next. I don't know, pretty fast. I don't know, baby. I don't. I don't know what's happening next. I don't. I. Don't, I, I, I have no idea where LMJ Ministries is going. He gave me some assignments for next year. I'm going to walk into the assignments and then I'm going to set myself down. I don't know is an answer. I don't know is an answer. I don't have, a, I can't tell you what's going to happen next, but I can trust this. Isaiah 58 and 11, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your, he will satisfy your needs in a sin, sun, sun scorched land and will straighten your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. I promise you, if you sat still in this, if you stay and stick to the holding pattern, there is, and it's so funny, man, God was giving scriptures. I'm like, Lord, this is my story. Like he's watering. He's doing something. He's doing something. He's preparing. He's grooming. He's growing. And some, can I tell you something? Growth happens, not always before our eyes. And in the Lord, Growth happens in the inside before the outside. The truth of God um, is that he is never failing. He's always faithful and he cannot be contained in our plan. And so many of us have been trying to contain God in our plan, in our box, in our level of blessing. And it's time for us to get God out the box and we need to get out the box. Can we put that in our notes this morning? I gotta get out this box. I gotta get out this box. I gotta get out this boxed in mentality that I have been living in, Ooh, that I expect. Um, This is how God is gonna handle me and this is how God is gonna do. No, he will guide me the way that he should guide me. He will teach me all things. Come on, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fruitful. I'm gonna be well watered. My God, I'm going to be rightfully positioned. But what I got to do right now, <laughs> what I got to do right now is I have to trust God. Like I have to trust God in it. That's the word. So I want to pray this real quick because that's what <clears throat> that's what the Lord told me to pray. I want to pray this real quick. I want to pray <clears throat> that our eyes are open. And I have a scripture for this. I don't know what's going on. But this ain't gonna be my story today. I want to pray. I want to give you some scriptures about for you to ask God to open your eyes. You need your eyes open so that you can see what you need to see in this season. Like the Lord, you you gotta have your eyes open. Like you gotta have your eyes. Lord, I gotta have my eyes open. You got to have your eyes open. You cannot be operating from blind spots. You cannot be operating out of emotional pools. You gotta have your eyes. You gotta get out the box. And when I say get out the box, I get out the box from operating with God in certain spaces and leaving him limited. And then you got to have your eyes open, right? And there are so many scripture about how God loves to lead the blind, how he loves to open our eyes. Psalms 119 and 18, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Even if I'm in this holding pattern, right? Lord, open my eyes to see what you see. Or give me the sustaining grace to trust the process 
and remain stable. Come on, y'all. Oh my God, let's go, let's go. It says, oh my eyes. It says, it's oh my eyes. And then Exodus 4 and 11 reminds us, then the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Who has made it mute or deaf or seen or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Proverbs 20 and 12, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both, right? Those have made it, those have made them both. So we want the Lord to open our eyes so that we can walk into the will and the ways. Acts 26 and 18 to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, and they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in them. We need our eyes open. Come on now, so that we can walk in the power of God. We need the eyes open. Lord, I need my eyes open. Ephesians 1, I told y'all, 17 through 21. You should be praying that over yourself daily. Lord, open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who you call me to be. Lord, open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who you call me to be. Not what this world has said, not what I've determined myself, not what someone else has tried to coach me into or coach me through. Lord, I need to see me the way that you see me so that I can receive and walk in your power. The only motivation you really need, and I'm being for real about this, is a grasp of who you are. <laughs> when you get a hold of who you really are and how God created you, and what you were created for, you'll be able to sit in a holding pattern because you know without a doubt, whatever is going on is not wasted. Um, Lady J, I'm trying not to cry. Every time I mention her name, I think of her. Pastor Jennifer Johnson, my God, this iconic woman of God who went to be with the Lord, used to make a statement, preparation is not time wasted. When I am in a holding pattern or I don't know what's next or I don't know how to describe what's going on in my life, God is ultimately preparing you for something. And I promise you, preparation is never time wasted. So we have to get what we have to do is get outside of the uncomfortableness of trying to explain to others. Because others don't own me who I am, whose I am. And what happens next? It's more important for us to get clarity through God of who I am so that I can receive the empower. When I say power, the empowerment, the wisdom, and the grace to walk in who God called me to be. If you could ever get that greatest revelation, if you can get solid in who you are, you can get solid in that, my God, it will settle you. And then the peace of God come, come in and the wisdom of God can come in and you will not be all over the place. But you got to get revelation of how God sees you, who you are, what you're, that's the biggest, that's, that's your greatest. Can I tell y'all something? When people ask me, like, how do you, like, how do you not get tired when you teach almost every day? How do you not get tired um, of the devotional? Because my greatest revelation was that God gave me, um, Natalie said something last week. He took me out of the classroom. I told you I wanted to teach and be vice chancellor of academic affairs and all this other stuff. And he took me out of the classroom. He took me out of my box. He took me out of what I was comfortable with and what I possessed. And he gave me a worldwide 
platform and said, this is exactly what I've called you to do. This is exactly where I want you. And I had to had to take some time off this year to be rearranged in my priorities because I had started showing up for y'all instead of showing up because of who I was and what God had called me to be. And what He said, this is the arrangement. This is the new thing. This is what this is. And so he called me. I can do this. I have the power to do this. Somebody else can try to do this and it'll wear them out because it's not their thing. Right. But this is the thing that God has called me to do. And because this is the thing that God has called me to do, I have the power and the sustainability to do it. Like I have the power and the same sustainability and do it. When God gave me five sons, somebody said, you need to write a book. And I probably will eventually. I have the power and the sustainability to be a mother to raise five sons. When God gave me pillow talk, I have the power and the sustainability to pull it off because that's what God called me to do. Like that's what God, that is what God called me to do. So when I get revelation and really know what God has called me to do, then I'm empowered and I have the grace to walk in this thing at a whole nother level. I'm at a whole at a whole nother level and in a whole nother bit. Yeah, I got power and I got sustainability. Why? Because I get the revelation. I am called to teach this. I, I have, can I tell y'all this? And we go. I have refused to look at what my numbers look like, right? Because, because you can be doing something and focusing on the wrong thing. I don't, I'm not trying to see how many people are on the devotional. I'm not trying to see how many shares I got. I'm not trying to see how many like, because if I touch one person's life that day, because the Lord called them into position, then I'm doing exactly what God has called me to do, right? If the devotional gets, I was, I had to come to, I was telling the Lord the other day, um, I was like, you know, Lord, open up the doors for me to have more speaking engagements. I would love more opportunity to go. And the Lord was like, he brought me back to a place and said, what if this is what I called you to do? This, what if this is how you get the gospel throughout the world? What if you never grace another stage? What if you never grace another? Will you be satisfied with this? And I had to catch myself and say, absolutely. Because if I am effective in you, nothing else matters. <laughs> if, it, if I'm effective in you, if I get revelation that this is what you call me to do, it ain't nothing else to matter. So if this is where I got to show up every day, it don't matter if I'm called to a stadium. It don't matter if I'm called to say, if I'm doing exactly what you called me to do, then I know that I'm powered. Come on. I'm empowered and I have the sustainability for what God may call me to do. But I had to come to the recognition and have my eyes open to see who I was so that I could walk in the fullness of what God was saying. Woo! I'm telling you, it'll change your life. If you ever get real revelation of this is what God said and who God said I am, you'll become steadfast, you'll become immovable, and you'll learn how to abide in a strength you'll be planted you'll be you'll be like you'll be planted like never before so let me pray father god i thank you for your word on this morning i thank you that you are opening our eyes for us to see us <laughs> remove the scale remove the veil unclog our ears temper our emotions do not let us be all over the place Help us to learn, Holy Spirit, that our emotions 
are only secondary. Oh, they are only secondary to what is really going on. My God, uproot, Father God, the things in us that do not make sense. We turn over our spaces of comfort. My God, we deny ourselves today, Lord God. Oh my God. And we find truth in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I need to give you one more thing. I need to give y'all one more thing. Come on. I got one more thing to give you. I got one more thing I need to give you. One more thing I need to give you. Here's one more thing when you're in this holding pattern and you're in this place or doing whatever. You got to know, you got to learn how to rejoice. You got to learn how to rejoice and celebrate where you are, right? Sometimes we're always, and my friend gave me that yesterday. I was like, I'm so grateful for friends who can pull us back from when we all over the place, right? Because I was on the couch and I was like, I, you know, I need, I need to, and I'm gonna, can I share that? I'm gonna tell you what I shared. I said, I really need more resources. Like my son is graduating this year. And I know that if I produce more, I can have more money. I'm just being honest. That's what I was saying. I was like, I need more resources. My son is graduating. The boys have needs. Like I was just going on and on and on and on. And he paused me and he said to me, he said, you're going to have to, I get this. I'm not saying what you don't need, but you're going to also have to recognize the valuable things that you have right now while what you need is not producing yet. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, like time. He said, it is very important for you to be a mother to your children. And I was like, it is. And he was like, so you got to rejoice and celebrate that you have that time to be able to pour in the boys. And y'all know this has been a season that Joe really has needed his mom, right? Like really has needed his mom. And I said, okay. And, and so you have had that time. You got to celebrate that. And you got to look at all the other good things right now that are working together for your good. Yep. Learning to be content in all things. And he said, even though the need you have may be really, really real, right? He said, rejoicing and staying in this present state and finding your small wins are what's going to produce for you more than anything else. And so it challenged me to come back to my spot, back to my holdings pattern and say, you know what, Lord, I trust you. And even if every day or at the end of the week, it's just enough for the season that we're in right now. I trust you. I will remain steadfast and I will not move. Yeah, you got to celebrate in the holding pattern. Come on. That's it. That's it. My God. Father God, I thank you that we don't make another move without you in Jesus name. All right. Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, um, to partner with this ministry, go over to the website lmjministries.org and you can give there or you can cash app us dollar sign l-m-j-m-i-n-i-s-t-r-y and then my second thing to you is let me tell you the dopest thing i ever did <laughs> it is accept jesus and christ in my life and i told y'all I, I thought i was saved but i really wasn't that saved and then i got saved at 27 um for real like i was in a moment um and the lord just shifted me and said you really don't know me, right? Like you've been in church all your life, but you really don't know me. And I was at church and I felt the pull of God and I rededicated my life and I actually got baptized again. And that may be some of you today. Maybe you've known God all your life and you need a fresh start with him today. But let's do a confession out your mouth. Let's partner with 
what the kingdom says out your mouth first. And then there may be somebody on here. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but you feel the pull. Like you like, I need this Jesus. I need whatever it is that's helping her stay in her holding pattern. I need that Jesus. If that's you, I want you to start with this statement of faith. I want you to keep showing up to the disciple, the devotional. And then I want you to send me an email, info at just being LMJ, so that I can send you some resources and materials. Now, I told y'all we're a little bit behind on resources and material. We'll be caught up next week, so be patient. There have been some of y'all have been requesting things. So I want you to receive this today. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed this prayer, um, send me an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and we'll send you some materials. If you want to know more about us, go to the website. Ladies, if you're not registered for Pillow Talk December 17th, you need to register. We don't have, just I got on me yesterday, we don't have any more in-person spots. We don't. But can I tell you the power of what will happen online is just as effective because this ministry serves women throughout the world. Not We are not bound to Arkansas. We have a global community. So I want you to get on the website, go online, register online. It's completely free. Block your schedule off. 7-Eleven is going to be the best Saturday night. Invite some girlfriends on. Have a pillow talk party um, and watch what God does for us. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Someone else needs to experience the love of God through you. And the only way they're going to know God is real. And the only way they're going to know God is love is that you show up on the scene and you be that kind of love. Guess what? I see y'all back in the morning, 6 a.m., Back in the morning, grab your coffee, grab your pen, grab your girlfriend, grab your husband, grab your wife, grab whatever it is you need, grab it. Be here in the morning at 6 a.m. I love you. I'll see you then. Love, peace, and blessings. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you.